0: Hey fam, welcome to Stronger Together, Closer to God podcast. This is Minister Vernon, and in today's episode, we are continuing our discussion about caregivers and still pondering on this question, are there people in the Bible that were caregivers? Our focus today is going to be looking at a woman of God. From friends to lovers, to kisses and cuddles, we are doing it God's way. This This is is Stronger stronger Together, together, Closer closer to to God. God. In the previous episode, we talked about Joseph, an overconfident individual who knew God had in store great things for him and his family and was the favorite of his dad. But jealousy from his brothers led to a long journey to help him humble himself and to be ready to allow Joseph to forgive his brothers and take care of his dad. So we're going to shift our focus because remember, statistics from the AARP says that 39% of family caregivers are men. And 61% are women. And we're going to focus on our women. And one particular woman of God in particular, if we did a top five of caregivers in the Bible on Family Feud, she would be rated number one. And that, of course, is Ruth. Now, if you begin reading the book of Ruth, you will notice at the beginning of the chapter that Naomi was in her early marriage when she left Bethlehem with her husband for Moab because of the famine in the land and the latest treatment received from the judges. It was dark and troubled times during this time. And so you got a famine going on. You got a lot of issues going on in the culture and the society in general. These were tough times. So, of course, in the process of conceiving the two sons, which later grew up and married two Moabite women in Moab, whose names were actually were Hebrew. A lot of people didn't know that, and I didn't know that either. But times still continue to get tough, and Naomi unfortunately loses her husband. Then, Opa, which means back of her neck, and Ruth, which means friendly and companion, loses their husbands, which is Naomi's sons. And we pick up in this moment of time where these three women who have grieving and the loss are still striving, still doing things. And the most important part is this, is that Opa and Ruth are taking care of their mother-in-law. So Ruth chapter one, verse six, and I'm going from the East in the read version of the Bible talks about this. And it says, while Naomi was in the country of Moab, she heard that the Lord had helped his people. He has given food for his people in Judah. So Naomi decided to leave the hill country of Moab and go back home. Her daughter in laws also decided to go with her. So they didn't just say, okay, adios, bye. They went with Naomi, and they left the place where they have been living and started walking back to the land of Judah in verse eight when they get to a point, and I think it's probably at near the edge of Moab and beginning to get the beginning parts of going into Bethlehem, that Naomi takes a pause and she talks to her daughters in laws. And she says this in verse eight, each of you should go back home to your mother. You have been very kind to me and my sons are who are now dead. So I pray the Lord will be just as kind to you. Verse 9 continues, it says, I pray that he helps each of you find a husband and a good home. Naomi kissed her daughter-in-laws and they all started to cry. See, what's unique about this situation is that the blessing was on Naomi and Naomi had the blessing upon her and the women knew this. They knew that Naomi's words were not just only wisdom from God. Her words was blessings from God through her, of course, if acted upon on. So, of course, you have the situation where the daughters are like, no, I don't want to do this. I want to stay with you. And Naomi continues this conversation and just lets them know, hey, I wish you could stay with me. But what can I give you? I lost my husband. I lost my sons. I obviously can't give you the opportunity of having any more sons. Cause by the time I even do that, they're going to be, you're going to be older than necessary to conceive and continue to have children. I don't want to put you through that torture or that torment. It is best that you just go home and. Be with your parents and let the Lord bless you as long as you continue to do his will. That's what verses 10 through 13 goes into talking about in particular. We're going to jump here at verse 14 and it says, so again, they cried very much. Then Opa kissed Naomi goodbye. But Ruth hugged her and stayed. And notice what happens in verse 15 and 16. Naomi says, look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her own people. Remember, Opa's name means the back of the neck. And we see literally the back of her neck as she's going back to be back home with her people. But it continues to say, you should do the same. But Ruth says, don't force me to leave you don't force me to go back to my own people. Let me go with you. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you sleep, I will sleep. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. Wow. What a statement. Have you husbands or have you wives ever said that, that wherever you go, I will go? wherever you sleep, I will sleep that wherever your people will be my people. That means the in-laws will be my people. If you need to take care of them, I'm going to help you take care of them. If they need food deliver, I'm going to deliver food. Whatever you need, I'm going to be there with you. Your God will be my God. This is just the statement of essence of us married couples that we encounter when we come into this world of caregiving. And that is where Ruth will take the extra mile in this approach. So as everybody knows, Naomi says, all right, fine. Ruth goes along with her and it's barley harvest time. Now, this is a particular time where God has been blessing a particular individual we're going to come in contact with, famous person that everybody talks about. And in the midst of this and everything, we discover one beautiful thing about it is that Ruth is willing to go out here evenings and gather all the barley that she can. Now, this was a tradition that was scripted right in by Moses laws that said that if If you had any extra in return then leave them on the edges of your land so that the people in need can get and take and eat almost like a welfare system and approach of giving back to the community and it is so true that it was implemented so ruth Chapter two, verse two says, one day Ruth a Moabite said to Naomi, I think I will go to the fields. Maybe I can find someone who will be kind to me and let me gather the grain they leave in their fields. Naomi says, fine, go ahead, daughter. You got my blessing. Do that. And she does that. She starts gathering all these barley that was available on the edges of the land who will end up being Boaz land. But then, God spoke to her, through her, to say, you know what? Don't just gather work. And she starts working with the rest of the women. And so... It's just amazing of the impact that happens because in the midst of this, Boaz is seeing this woman and noticing her and seeing what she's doing. And it's spoken in his spirit to say to the men that is supervising, Hey, whatever she needs, let her have it. Let her work behind the other women. Let her gather whatever she needs. Don't let any of these men bother her or the women bother her. She has basically my blessing and everything. And we see the impact of this in Ruth chapter two, verse 15, it says, then Ruth got up and went back to work. Then Boaz told his servants, Ruth, gather every pile around the grain. Don't stop her and make her work easier by dropping some full heads of grain for her. Let her gather the grain. You might say, why is he doing this? Well, Boaz is a man of standing. He's a worthy man. He's a noble character who has heard of the sacrifices Ruth has been doing on behalf of one of of his family members, Naomi. So out of generosity and respect, he pays her over. Not only that, it is just amazing of the impact that he gives her and he has lunch with her, make sure she eats, make sure she gets drinks in between the times that she's working and everything. And if you notice in Ruth chapter two, verse 23, so Ruth continued working closely with the women's servants of Boaz. She gathered grain until the har- barley harvest was finished. She also worked there through the end of the wheat harvest. Ruth continued living with her mother-in-law Naomi. So she is not only collecting the extra of barley she's working to make ends meet and she gets to go home to her mother-in-law who she's still taking care of and that's where in the conversation with naomi that naomi lets her know hey That is awesome that you came in contact with Boaz. Reminder, Boaz said, I don't want you to work on any other fields. I'm going to protect you right here. He knew the understanding of what God's promises were and what he was supposed to do. And this is where Naomi kind of will help in chapter three and chapter four, encourage Ruth to do certain things because of what is called the Kingsman Redeemer. It basically is an opportunity where in Deuteronomy chapter 25 verses 5 to 10, it talks about that culturally in Israel in these times, family member died and he left behind anything, whether it was a widow, children or land. It was his responsibility to marry the widow buy the land, and protect the family. And that's where chapter three and four kind of breaks down that process because of the fact that Boaz realized this, there's something that Ruth will do that honors Boaz. Boaz acknowledges it. But of course, Boaz has to get the permission from another family member who technically is in line for that opportunity. And he does. What I say all this to say, in the midst of this, when you are a caregiver and you are in a marriage, there is a blessing that comes when you take Take care of your in-law. And in Ruth's case, we saw loyalty. Truth or faithful and allegiance to Naomi and her growing in her faith with God. She sacrificed her religion that was in Moab to follow the faith of God. She was obedient. She practiced or virtue of submission to a higher power of authority, which was Naomi, because of their strong relationship with each other and with God. She showed respect and honoring her elders and in-laws and in God's people. And she was dedicated because she could have listened to Naomi and went on her way. But it was not just an obligation that she was doing this. No, no. It was an honor for all they have done and sacrificed for us. That is the least I can do. See, Ruth reaps the benefits and the blessings of this kind of life she has decided to go this is considered blessed kindness as some people will say it was because of her kindness her service to her mother in-law and the decision to take refuge under the lord's provision that brought blessings upon her head and this is re-emphasized if we go back to ruth chapter 2 verse 11 and 12 boaz even puts a blessing on her he says i know all about the help you have given your mother-in-law naomi i know you her even after your husband died you could have left you could have gone you could have after grieving and about your loss you could have done your own thing but you kept taking care of naomi and i know that you left your father and mother and your own country and came here to this country you did not know anyone in this country but you came here with naomi And see, because of that, he emphasized this in verse 12. The Lord will reward you for all the good things you have done. The Lord, the God of Israel, will pay you in full. You have come to him for safety and he will protect you. And not only that, Boaz realized that God was going to use him to be able to bring the blessing back not only to Ruth, but also to Naomi. See, at the end of the day, our Lord is rarely spoken in the book of Ruth, but his providence is working behind the scenes. It's restoration time. God's purposes and will with the human decision of Boaz, Ruth, and Naomi is shown. And as I summarize here, these are some points to learn or just questions you need to ask yourself. How obedient will you be to take care of a loved one, especially an in-law? How will you sacrifice to take care for a loved one? And just remember, it is not an obligation. It is an honor for all they have done and sacrificed for us. You may say, in-law, I don't get along with them too much. Keep in mind of this. If it wasn't for your in-law, your spouse would not be here today. You would not have met your spouse to be married to them. And you're being blessed because of that. I hope and pray this message has been a blessing to you for all my roots out there who are taking care of your in-laws or taking care of your own parents. God bless you. I pray that you will be rewarded for all the good things you have done. Husbands, I pray that you will support your spouse. If you in that role and position of taking care of in-laws, God bless you for doing that because I know how that is. I am honored to have moments and times when my wife is not able to do all things because of whatever reason, I'm happy and honored to step in and take care of my in-laws because they've been a blessing to me. But most of been a blessing to my wife make sure to visit our new facebook page at s2c2g ministry subscribe to our website at s2c2g ministry.com where you can find out how to subscribe to the show learn more about our ministry and the different coaching and workshop activities we host in the area and while you're at it drop us a line and let us know your thoughts about the podcast today if you found value in this show and would like to partner with us just click on the partner tab on our website or go to bit. Lee B-I-T dot L-Y backslash partner for marriage. Please tell a friend about the show. And until next time, peace and blessings to all of you.